Hello children and welcome back to the Friday special by the Sweetness of Yiddishkeit. We're children from all over the world, join together to enjoy our fascinating stories and even share their own ideas and have lots of fun together. Good stuff is waiting ahead of us, so let's give the introduction and hop aboard for our eighth show with Rabbi Mendel. This week, I would like to tell you children a remarkable story that would teach us how important it is to be nice to others. Even people who might be doing some wrong things, we must always be kind and considerate toward them in order to help them come back to the right path and come closer to Hashem. Growing up, Zev was never the best student. Well, not even close. His grades were usually somewhere around the number of years he lived in this world. Though he was a good boy and never really wanted to be the C student that he was, but what could you expect from a child that could not understand a word his teachers said during class? When it came to learning, his head was more like a hollow watermelon, which was the way the other kids in his class called him. This was how Zev went through his school years, with nobody on his side. The kids in his class were never friends with him, and they would tease him non-stop and make fun of his ignorance. While his teachers all gave up on him and hardly even looked to his direction. His parents felt lost as well, and decided not to waste their efforts on him, but instead invested all their time to help their other children, and Zev was left wandering in this world all by himself, trying to find where he might fit in. It wasn't long before he dropped out of yeshiva, and from there to the street, the road was short. He spent all his time hanging around bad guys in the street, until he stopped keeping Shabbos and all the other mitzvahs. Later on, he moved away from his parents to Tel Aviv, where he lived in a secular neighborhood together with his cousin, who grew up in a completely non-religious family. The time passed, and one day, Zev came up with a terrible decision. He told his cousin, I am going to marry a Gaiyasha girl. Her name is Marina, and she lives in big America, in a place where I will see no more Yidin. How terrible a Yidu wants to take a shiksa for a wife, Leolenu. He wants to disconnect himself completely from Yiddishkeit and be so far away from his people. The heart breaks to hear such a terrible story. Even his non-religious cousin was shocked. He couldn't believe his ears and answered Zev, How can you do such a terrible thing? You are going to cut off not only yourself, but also all your children and grandchildren from being hidden, from being born to the holiest nation. How can you do such a thing? But Zev wasn't going to change his mind. Finally, his cousin said to him, If you are determined to do that, I think you should at least inform your parents about it, by person, face to face. Zev accepted his cousin's advice and invited himself for a Shabbos at his parents' house in Bnei Brak. His parents were very happy to see him after such a long time that he was away from home. But before long, their happiness turned into sorrow 
when Ze'ev revealed to them the reason why he decided to come for his Shabbos. I only wanted to let you know that I'm leaving soon. I got engaged to this Gaisha girl Marina and we're getting married next month in America. So I decided to have kind of a goodbye party. Zev's father, Rabbi Yehuda, cried and begged him not to do that terrible move. But Zev had his decision made and that was it. Tears did not stop coming down Rabbi Yehuda's cheeks the entire Shabbos. And he tried here and there to encourage Zev to participate in the Shabbos davenings and meals. Would you like to come along with me to shul for my riv? He tried his luck. But of course Zev was not interested. Come, join us at the meal, Lechavet Shabbos. Rabbi Yehuda tried again later, but to no avail. Zev just sat on the porch smoking one cigarette after the other, which made his parents choke. Not from the smoke, but from tears for their poor son who fell into such depths. Shabbos by day did not go very differently. Zev would not participate neither in the Shachar's davening nor in the delicious meal. He just kept sitting in the armchair on the porch with his head deep inside his stupid smartphone, breaking his parents' heart yet more. After the day meal, his parents were not able to rest their weekly Shabbos rest. They only cried to each other, where did we go wrong along the way? What can we do to change his mind? I just imagine having Gayashainiklach. But they had no idea how to make the situation change. Finally, when Rabbi was getting ready to go for Mincha, he tried his last luck. My dear son, Zev, perhaps you would like to come along for Mincha by Rav Steinman? Lo and behold, Zev accepted the offer and went along with his father to the house of Rav Steinman for Mincha. Walking alongside his son was not a fun experience for Rabbi Yehuda. He was very embarrassed when all his friends and neighbors saw him walking with his son who looked like a total guy. Yet Rabbi Yehuda was delighted that Zev had finally agreed to come along for his Shabbos davening. After Mincha, everybody went over to Rav Steinman to wish a good Shabbos. And also Rabbi Uda waited in line. When his turn came, he bent down to Rav Steinman and whispered to him quietly that his son does not keep Shabbos and wants to marry a Gayusha girl. Rav Steinman called Zev over and said to him with his warm and most loving voice, How long have you been not keeping Shabbos? To which Zev answered, Uh, two years. And how many times during the past two years have you regretted not keeping Shabbos? Rav Steinman asked further. Zev thought for a while, then he answered. Well, I remember very well four times that I had thoughts of regret, somewhere around ten minutes each. When Rav Steinman heard this answer, he responded with a spark in his eyes. Well, am I jealous of you? Four times in the past two years. That's a total of 40 minutes in which you were zaychat to stand in a madrega where even tzaddikim gemurim don't have the zechus. Because b'makam shabalei tshuva omdim ain't tzaddikim gemurim yecholim la'amot. I'm so jealous of you. What a special person you are. Finally, Rav Steinwan said to him, You should have a wonderful Shabbos now and every time. 
On their way back, Rebuda noticed that his son was not the same as before. He was immersed in deep thoughts, and tears were dripping from his eyes once in a while. Rebuda knew that it was an important moment for his son, so he decided to take a long walk around the neighborhood before arriving back home. They walked in silence for a long time, until Zehev opened his mouth and suddenly said, I am not marrying Marina! I'm coming back! Rabbi Yehuda's eyes filled with tears once again, but this time for a total different reason. His heart was singing with such wonderful joy, not stopping to whisper to himself, What a miracle! What a wonderful miracle! They kept walking while the sun was setting down, and Rabbi Yehuda did not stop praising his son. Zeb, you are my favorite son! True, it took me a long time to notice that. But now I see what a special person you are, how strong you are against the Yetzirah. I'm not sure at all that my other children would have had such strength had they gone through the difficult Nisyanus that you went through. After walking around for a long time, they sat down on a bench in the park and Rabbi Huda turned to his son. Tell me, Zev, what happened suddenly that you decided to come along for Mincha? I mean, I tried asking you to come for my event for Shachris, but you were not interested. Even in the Shabbos meals you did not participate. What happened suddenly that you changed your mind? You won't believe, children, what was Zev's unbelievable response. This could have been made into another story altogether. I'll tell you, father, Zev began. When you mentioned Rav Steinman's name, old memories came up in my mind. It happened ten years ago, when I was in seventh grade. My teacher told us that tomorrow we'll be going for a special exam on the Gemara we were learning by Rav Steinman himself. The next day, all the kids in my class came dressed in Shabbos clothing, and we went to Rav Steinman's house. We walked in silently, with a feeling of awe in the air, and Rav Steinman began asking each kid one question, an easy question that nobody should be embarrassed for not knowing the answer. When my turn arrived, he asked me a simple question, but of course, I had no idea what the answer was, and I remained silent. So he asked me another question, something even easier. But also that I didn't know, and I just blushed and kept quiet. Rav Steinman didn't want me to feel bad, so he asked me the most simple question that's possible. What Masechta are you learning? But also to that, I had no answer. I was so ashamed, and even that simple answer flew out of my head. Rav Steinman continued with the rest of the children until the exam was over. Then, all the kids went over and received a candy for their good answers. While all the kids were leaving... Rav Steinman called me over and said with his unique warmth, What's your name, Yengala? At least for that, I knew the answer, and I replied, My name is Zeev. Then he continued, Zeev, by us, Yidin, we do not receive schar for our grades or for being successful. We are rewarded according to the effort we put in to something. Now, since everybody else worked hard, only on one question, therefore they received one candy. But since you worked hard to find the answers for three questions, 
So you deserve three candies. Here you go. And keep on going. You're doing very well. Zev turned to his father and said, When you mentioned Rav Steinman's name, the memory of his special personality flooded my mind. And I wanted to see this special man at least one last time. And when he spoke to me now, I was so overwhelmed by his loving voice that I decided there was no way I was going to separate myself from a nation that has such special people among them. This made me change my decision and I'm going to become from again because I want to be part of the nation of this great tzaddik. Zev climbed back onto the right path after breaking his engagement with Marina. Today, he's head of a large firm family and he's not stopping to thank Hashem for saving him from the terrible destruction that he had almost brought on himself. And who made all this happen, dear children? Rav Steinman, with his unique warmth. Now, I would like to tell you another story to demonstrate how we can always teach everybody, even non-religious, about the sweetness of our Yiddishkeit. Rabbi Chaim Zaid is a well-known speaker in Eretz Israel. He was once zooming down a highway, returning home after giving a lecture to a big audience in a different city. As they were driving, he noticed a man standing on the shoulder of the road in front of a fancy car with a trailer behind it, the kind he used for camping in the mountains. Rabbi Zaid assumed the man needs help, so he asked his driver to stop and see if there is any problem. His driver gave one look at the man and realized he looked like a muscular man with big sunglasses that covered almost his entire face. Not the kind of person you would think needs any help. Perhaps not the kind you would be glad to meet either. But Rabbi Zahid insisted. So his driver stopped the car and went over to the man. Is there any problem? Are you stuck here? They asked him. The big man was very impressed. Thank you so much for stopping by. I'm stuck here with no gas and the nearest gas station is six miles away. Rabbi Zahid smiled warmly to the man and said, don't you worry, we'll drive there right now and fill up a big container with gas that would be just enough to get you to the gas station. Then he ordered his driver to get back into the car and they drove to the gas station. They were back in no more than 15 minutes with a container filled with gas. When they handed it over to the big man, he came over to Rabbi Zahid and told him, I am so impressed by your kindness. I was standing here for 40 minutes until you came and offered your assistance. You know, I'm a very popular figure in the secular community, yet nobody even thought of stopping by and asking whether I need help. Then he added, I heard you are an important rabbi by the from people. I am so impressed by the time you took off to help me, and I would like to give you a little gift to express my gratitude. Here is an envelope with 100,000 shekels. Please take it and enjoy it. Rabbi Zaid, who was now one to sell his mitzvah for a little bit of money, so he told the man, It's all right. I don't have any institutions and I have no need for any charity. Drive on and enjoy life. But the man did not yield. You don't get it, Rabbi. I am so rich that this is like giving you 10 shekels. Rabbi Zahid did not give in either.
I get it. But I'm fine without it. Goodbye. And off he drove. The next morning, Rabbi Zaid got a phone call. Hello, Rabbi. It's me again from yesterday on the highway. The man at the other line began. Rabbi Zaid greeted him warmly. Oh, hello to you too. Then the man continued. I couldn't fall asleep the entire night. I thought about what happened yesterday. And I'm still so impressed. I was waiting for 40 minutes that someone should take interest and see if they could be of any help. Yet nobody did. That is, until a very busy and well-respected rabbi passed by and took the time to help another Yid. I was overwhelmed by your kind deed that I decided I have to do something more for my Yiddishkeit. I'll tell you what I decided, dear rabbi. I have a custom that once in a month I put on my tefillin, which my father bought me before my bar mitzvah. Now I decided to promote it one step further. From now on, I take upon myself to put on tefillin every single week. Once a week, on my free day. You know, when else should I do it, if not on the holiest day of the week, on Shabbos Kodesh? What do you say about my new commitment, Rabbi? Rabbi Zahid did not know if he should cry or laugh. Finally, he opened his mouth and answered the dear Yid, who waited to hear his response. What a pure neshama you have, my dear fellow Yid. I'm so glad to hear that you want to do something more for Hashem. But let me tell you something. On Shabbos, the person himself becomes the tefillin. You yourself become holy, and you get a neshama yasera. Therefore, on that day, you should serve Hashem with your own body. Let me tell you how you should do that. You should go out before Shabbos to the grocery store and get the best and most delicious foods. Then you should put a large pot filled with boiling chalent that your wife will make on the blech. And on Shabbos itself, you should bring your entire family around the table and enjoy a delicious meal with songs of praise for Hashem to thank Him for the beautiful and successful week you had. That is the way you should honor Hashem on Shabbos. Now children, that's the way to bring people to the right path. That's what works best when you show them how kind and warm we are when we go in Hashem's ways. So let's have a sweet minute right now and thank Hashem for the wonderful week we had and for the special day of Shabbos. Now dear children, as a special for Hanukkah, we would like to hear your Hanukkah favorites. What is your favorite Hanukkah food? What is your favorite Hanukkah song? And what is your favorite Hanukkah game? If you are interested in sharing it with our listeners, then please record yourself. Don't forget to mention your name, your age, and where you come from. Then, ask an adult to email it to thesweetka at gmail.com T-H-E-S-W-E-E-T-K-E-I-T at gmail.com or WhatsApp to 00-972-583239909 and we'll make sure to play it on our next podcast. See you all on our next show. This podcast is brought to you by the Sweetness of Yiddishkeit.
For comments, sponsorships, and more, please contact us at thesweetguide at gmail.com. The Sweetness of Yiddish Guide can be found on Torah Anytime, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. To listen to The Sweetness of Yiddish Guide on the phone, please call our Israeli number 0765-980-394. From anywhere outside of Israel, first insert the Israeli area code. That's 972-765-980-394. Thank you for joining in and have a wonderful Shabbos.